0: Verse number forty-three: Blessed is that servant whom the Lord, when He cometh, shall find so doing. <clears throat> Verse forty-five: But and if that servant say in his heart, My Lord delayeth His coming, and shall begin to beat the mess, or rather the men servants and maidens, and to eat and to drink and to be drunken. And the Lord will Verse 47 And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew that I did not commit to the glory of strife shall be beaten because these strife for new, whoever much is given of him shall be much required and so those men have committed much of him will ask the Lord. Verse 49 I am come to send fire on the earth and what will I if it be already kindled? But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how I am strengthened to be accomplished. Suppose ye that I am come to give peace on the earth, I tell you nay, but rather division. Verse 53. The father shall be divided against the son, and the son against the father, and the mother against the daughter, and the daughter against the mother, and the mother in law against her daughter in law, and the daughter in law against her mother in law. Verse 55 And when you see the south wind blow, ye say, there will be heat and it cometh to pass. Verse 57, Yea, and why even of yourselves judge you not what is right? When thou with adversary to and thou be the the I tell thee, thou shalt not depart thence till thou hast paid the very last might. So in verse number forty one here we see Peter speaking unto the Lord Jesus Christ and asking him what this parable uh, is for that uh, the Lord had spoken to them. And the Lord begins again and, and goes into a, another uh, parable to try to help him understand who it is the Lord is speaking to, and who it is the Lord is, is reaching to. The question here that he starts out with is, who is that faithful and wise steward? So there's three words there that bear some looking into. When we begin to think about something that is faithful, we bring it to mind and we think about things that are dependable. There's certain things in life that we want to have faithful. There's something about it. Uh, you you want an automobile that is faithful. Amen. You, you want an automobile that's dependable, something that will be there in service. We all like electricity that is faithful. Amen. Amen. Uh, we, we we like to go over there flip the lights so it's not to worry about. It. We want the lights to come on, we want the air conditioner to run when it's hot, we want the heater to run when it's cold. Uh, we want our water coming into our house to be faithful. Uh, when we need it, we want it to come on. We don't want to be sitting there about 3.30 in the morning and all of a sudden water starts flying out of the pipes. Right? Yeah. Yes, sir. true we we like that water to come out when we get up, and we want to take that shower in the morning before we go to work. We don't want that water to say, no, I don't feel like coming out. You get where we're going here. Something that is faithful is something that works at the appointed time. Not when there is no need for it. So, faithfulness is is something that God is looking for, for us, and he... He wants to teach us to be that faithful servant, someone that is willing to take the responsibility. Um, I, I think about the the job world and, and working and, and those that uh, are able to uh, work under high stress and, and high uh, productivity uh, type applications uh, versus those that, are just an hourly worker that's doing uh, whatever somebody tells them to do at the moment. Uh, there's something about it; it's kind of intriguing. Is uh, I work at a particular factory, and when I go to the factory, they have a break time, and uh, whoever the lead supervisor is in that building uh, at 2:30, he'll holler, "Break!" And it doesn't matter what those people are doing. If that pillow is halfway in the case. Uh, or whatever they uh, they drop whatever they're doing and they go on break and uh, they'll you know they'll they'll stand there at the door until the clock hits you know two thirty nine and fifty nine seconds before they step back in to go back to work again <laughs> because they are just doing what is required of them. Yep. But on the other hand, in that particular environment, somebody tells them when they can take the break and when they can go to lunch. And when you have a situation where that, uh, the job is, everything is hinging around, it, everything is depending on it, and break time comes, and the job is not finished. There's no, you don't take a break. You just keep on going. The job has got to be done. Right. There's lots of people that are depending on that, on you getting it done, or you having it working at, at a certain time. And when you get the job done, it doesn't matter whether it's break time or not break time. Then you can go take a break because you have been found faithful. You have been found dependable. And God is that way. He puts us through seasons and times, and our church is going through a season right now. Amen. I I felt it in the Holy Ghost, and I told you, hey, we're going to have revival in May, and we're going to go through spiritual warfare. And part of the reason why we're here tonight is that we're going through spiritual warfare. The devil uh, has come against the church. God is equipping us and heightening our senses to let us know we're not in a normal mode right yeah. now. Right. 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 We, we can't be comfortable. We can't be right. yep. saying that everything is just rolling along and Come we can on. just We're just good. let it go. Yeah. It's on autopilot. Right. Right. On. Let that's me tell true. you, the battle is not on autopilot tonight. Yeah. No. The devil has got his snipers out there. He's Amen. got his guerrilla warfare going. He sent his SWAT Come team on. in, exactly. and we are in the battle. That's right. Yes, right. And, and that's great. That's really a great position to go on because the enemy gets nervous. Why? Because he knows that there's fixing to be a great defeat. Yes, yes, so, yes. He's putting up his last and his best effort before yes. he cuts his tail and runs and surrender. Come on. Yes. Hallelujah. So thank God that we are in the battle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's something about it that, that God can help us develop that spiritual yep. uh, adrenaline junkie inside of us. Yes, yes. That, when we get there and we know that things Amen. are happening, that we can we get excited about yes. it and we can take advantage of the opportunity yes. that is coming. Right? right? Because let me tell you something, in the midst of a great battle, there's great victories on, on yep. every hand. Right? God is going to bless you and equip you in other ways yep. so that you don't have to worry about those things that you can fight the spiritual battle. <laughs> so just look for the blessings in other areas of your life as we see spiritual battle it comes down the pike. Amen. So faithful. God wants us to be faithful. Now faithfulness requires sacrifice on our part. It requires us doing things at certain times when we don't feel like it. Yes. You get that phone call And it's a holiday. Everybody's off on a paid holiday. But you are that faithful servant and this is your responsibility and you go and take care of business. Amen. Because then while everybody else is working, you get to go take it easy. But it's faithfulness. God will bless you if you will be faithful, if you will invest in the kingdom of God. When you look at it and you realize, no, this is not about me feeling tired. This is not about me really have something else that I would rather do. This, this is not about my friend inviting me to come over. Right. This is about the fact that it's church time and I need to be in the house of Amen. God. God is me to be faithful yes. to yes. His servants. And this, right. this is about battle Because what happens is, is that there is power when you come and you have your spiritual battery Amen. recharged That the, the Holy Ghost saves. That's so Yes, your prayer is going to keep you on day to day. There's some nice little things, but you need the power that comes from the house of God. Right. The yep. fellowship yes, of the Christ. That's right. you, you need that. It's the, it's the the supercharge that gets everything there. And get you running. And so you will battle. You will struggle. Amen. Yes, there's going to be times that your ox is in the ditch. Come on. Jesus, uh, they reprimanded him one time for a healing on the Sabbath. I and mean, we can't even imagine how in the world anybody. <laughs> you go to church and you're not going to pray for healing? You know, they were kind of goofy. But anyway, they reprimanded him for that. And Jesus did remind them even though the, your law allows for the fact that if you have an ox that is stuck out in the ditch, that uh, it doesn't matter what day of the week is, you go out and you take care of the ox. So right. all of us are going to find ourselves in emergency situations where uh, you know we've got a kid that's sick and we've got to take him to the doctor and we can't come to church. Uh, those things are going to happen, but we've got to realize that the devil is a master of this guy. Right. And he's right. always going to try to make you feel like that everything is an emergency. Right, right. Yes, sir. No, yes, sir. We're not a pee butter; It's an emergency. <laughs> Come on. Well, that was great. Come on. I like peanut butter a lot, and, you know, wow, but I'm not going to miss church just because I don't have peanut butter. Yes, right. sir. And I'm going to come on to the house of God, and, and maybe I'll have to do without peanut butter for 24 hours, but I'll make it. Yes. Amen. Amen. I, I've lost a little bit of weight, but I still got a few extra pounds on there that'll take me for a couple of days. Okay, I'm not going to starve to death, Amen. and I don't, I don't know about that. think anybody else around here is starving either. I really <laughs> don't. If you are starving, I noticed that I've got two jars of peanut butter in the back room. I don't know where they came from and don't want to know, but I'll share one with you. Okay? Because <laughs> I've got two. That means I can share. Come on. Amen. That reminds me of this story. There were two old buddies walking along the path, and uh, they were good friends. I hope in life that you will find some good friends like these were good friends. I had a a young guy when I was uh, in my late teen years uh, that uh, we had a lot of good times together, did a lot of great things together. These two guys were walking along, and it was I like one of those nights, I can remember one night we were driving home from Winniewood, me and my friend were, and we were looking up at the stars and talking about, you know, hey, the future is going to be great, and, and what can we do, you know, how are we going to do, and what we would do, et cetera, et cetera, in the future. These two guys, they were walking down the lane, looking out in the stars, and, and one of them said, man, I want you to know you're my best bud, and he said, you know, if I had a thousand cows, I'd give you half of them, that's how good a buddy you are. He said, Oh man, I know you're good, bud. If I had a thousand cows, I'd give you half of them. He said, "Man, if I had five hundred cows, I'd give you half of them." He said, "Me too. I'd give you half of them if I had five hundred. he Said, "Man, if I had a hundred cows, I'd give you half of them." He said, "Oh, me too. I'd give you half of them." He said, "Man, if I had fifty cows, I'd give you half of them." Oh, I'd give you half of mine if I had fifty. He looked at him and said, "If you had two cows, would you give me half of them?" He said, you know i got two cows. <laughs> when the reality of the situation hits, sometimes that's when the devil is running the, the dodge on us and we've got to, to realize that he is the stampeder. Uh, there may be a few situations in life that Jesus is the only thing you can get out before that situation is over. But most things, you're, you're going to be able to pray about them. And uh, if you feel something in your Holy Ghost, you know, that's part of the gifts of the Spirit, the Spirit of discernment. If you feel yeah. something in the Holy Ghost about something that makes you uncomfortable, that make, when you go into the situation, you should feel just totally Holy Ghost good about it, that this is my purpose, this yeah. is my calling, Amen. this is what God wants me to do, this is part of furthering the kingdom of God. And if you don't feel that in that particular situation, then you need to pray about it and then seek godly counsel about some of the things. I Amen. Amen. bind together in prayer. We, we need all Amen. the prayer, all the support that we can get. <coughs> <coughs> now, now, we're not going to do, you know, a Shonda Pierce where that, you know, you just stand up and say, well, you know, we we just going to tell you about Sister So-and-So so you can pray about it. But, you know, they're just gossiping. They're just wanting to... You know the spreading bad news around they're like vultures looking for something dead to get their head into. amen that's not what we're all about. We're looking to find that which is good. we're looking to find the good path and find the way that we can be a blessing and a an help and an encouragement amen. to our brothers and sisters amen. in Christ Jesus because yes, this church is going up and this church is going out. Yes, sir. Yes. God is going to increase our borders. Amen. Things are going to get better. Things are going to get bigger. Things are going to, to be more productive through Jesus Christ. The second thing he was talking about was the wise servant. And we've talked some about wisdom and godly yeah. wisdom, and godly wisdom, and understanding how to do things. We pray and say, God, help me find favor on my job today. Amen. Yeah. You have an appointment to do something, help me find favor. Uh, when I go to the doctor today, help me find favor. When I go to the auto mechanic today, help me find favor. When I go to Walmart, right? right. You know, occasionally Walmart put things on clearance. Help me yes. find favor. Yes, yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. And if you shop at Walmart, they have something you may not be aware of. They have something called the Saving Catchers. It's an app you put on your on your phone, and yes. you scan in your receipts, and they check all the ads at all the other stores: Target, Dollar General. Et cetera, et cetera, and if one of those advertise that product cheaper, then they will refund you the difference, oh, wow. and right, it's called saving savers Catcher, even when we have to church, and, uh, yeah, no, uh, you know, right now, I've got uh, $17 on my savers Catcher card, uh, and I didn't have to go buy it at Target or Dollar General, I bought it at Walmart, and they honored the sale price to these other people, so, God will help you find favor like that. God will help you find situations and things that are there. Uh, heard a great testimony uh, and experienced a great testimony. You know, you go to the store to go shopping and what you need is right there. And, you know, Goodwills are, are great things. Garage sales are great things. Uh, I think this suit jacket I got on came from a garage sale. Uh, it's a genuine uh, something another London, something another, I don't know. You know and, and, all that, and th- those are great things but you know God blesses in many different ways yes. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. I, I was in ministry in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma and I uh, was building a church there and uh, taking care of two families uh, financially uh, and all of that and, and I had literally just wore my two preaching suits out. They were cheap junk to start with. Uh, but I wore those suits out, and one <clears throat> one day I got up, and I told my wife, I said, we're going to go to J.C. Penney's today, and I'm going to buy me a suit. And she just kind of looked at me, and uh, I was already crazy, so she didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how in the world are you going to go buy a suit when you ain't got no money? Good. Well, a new suit from J.C. Penney's. So I went to JCPenney's and they were having their double, triple clearance event (laughs) and walked into the store and went over to the sale rack and they had one nice, let's see, you got three colors for black, but anyway, this was a charcoal black type suit on the rack and you want to guess what size it was? It was my size. One suit on the rack. And when I got done with all of the discounts, this was a $395 suit. I paid $32.50 for this Amen. suit. Thank you, Amen. The Lord will Amen. God takes care of His favorite customer. Right. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, you pray, you go look, and it may not happen the first time. Amen. I tried my wife's patience one time. We wanted a, a coffee table that was Victorian with the French Victorian cherry top and the legs on it and all that stuff. And they sold this particular table at some of the mass merchandisers, and it had particle board top on it. And I told her, I don't want a table with a particle board top. It's just not very long, and that they're going to get water soaked in and it's boom, boom, boom. And so she said, you know, that's the only thing we can afford. I mean, it's thirty nine ninety five, and, you know, it looks nice. And I said, no, we're going to find one that's solid wood, and I'm going to get it cheaper than that one. <laughs> I don't know if it was faith or stupidity, but the Lord did take care of me. Thank you. <laughs> it took a while. It took a couple of months. But we found ourselves at Mathis Brothers in their scratched and dent department, and they had one that was solid wood. Amen. And it was like thirty four ninety five. I got, I got it five dollars cheaper than the particle board junk. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God will be faithful if you will trust in Him. Yeah, take care of what you can do. Amen. Put Him first and honor Him. He will give you wisdom. Yes. yes wisdom, yeah. Amen. Right. We want wisdom and not stupidity. Well. The same good friend of mine that I traveled with lacked a lot in the wisdom department. We found ourselves down in Durant, Oklahoma, and uh, we were young, and we were both single, we were both living at home, so we could, aff- and we were working. We could afford to go out and eat lunch, we went to Long John Silver's to buy some lunch that day. And uh, I ordered my deal at Long John Silver's, and I got me a. Uh, a small drink, and he got him a large drink. Okay, and so you know, sometimes large drinks okay. Just you know, check things out. Um, this may have been before the day of free refills. Y'all yeah, old enough to remember when the restaurants never gave you free refills? Good, yeah. Okay. No, no. But anyway, Please the point the point of this matter. He got him a large drink there, Long John Silver's, and he drunk about an inch and a half out of the top of that drink. Okay, that's all he drunk while he ate his meal. As we were walking out the door, he was getting ready to throw his drink in the trash can. I said, "Man, can may get thirsty later on." He said, "No, I'm done with it." And he threw that large drink in the trash can with only about an inch and a half drink out of the top of it. So we got in our car and we took off. And the Long John Silvers on one side of the interstate, and we drove to the other side of the interstate. And as we was driving on there, I said, "Man, we got to call these people before we go because if that guy's not there, that's 15 miles out there." And he said, "Okay, sounds like a good idea." There's four cell phones. And so we pulled up to the payphone and put in our quarters, and I called the guy, and he said, "Uh, I'll be right back. He walked into the convenience store and bought him a can of Coca-Cola, popped the lid, and come out drinking it. Yeah, he had a little problem with his wisdom. That is there. You know, when you can buy a 12-pack of soda pop for $3, Versus, you stop at the convenience store and pay a dollar fifty nine for a soda pop. Wisdom, yes, sir. Yes, wisdom. Right. Now, there are they may be there are times if I'm traveling away from home that we may stop and buy a dollar fifty nine soda pop somewhere. But may God give me the wisdom. Amen. To be a good steward of my money. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because that's the third word is steward. Steward is someone that is responsible for taking care of somebody else's property. Right. 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 Yep. And if you look in the Word of God, the Bible tells us in the Old Testament that all the gold and the silver in the world belongs to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, America used to be on the gold standard with the silver certificate, didn't it? Amen. Your money was backed by the gold bullion in Fort Knox, and your one-dollar bill could be turned in for silver. So we had the principles right when it started. They're all messed up now. Now we've got Obama money. But when I have the idea that I've been blessed of God... And I want to take good care of my resources that are there. Yes. Yes. Amen. Take good care of my resources. You know, I check the oil in my car every once in a while. That's kind of, you know, something you, you do. You're, you're, you're trying to be good, good stewards of your resources. Uh, uh, whatever God gives you, you work and, and be a wise steward. And God will reward you for that. I was looking at the Kansas, the state of Kansas passed a bill recently or was working on passing a bill that would not allow people to uh, use their welfare money to buy amusement park tickets and steak and lobster. Amen. Good. It's it's amazing uh, how that You would have to tell people that are just barely surviving that don't spend your survival money on amusement park tickets. Uh, That's the sad part of of society is that uh, we're trying to tell people how to live their life from a government point of view and they have no biblical knowledge. I I, I want to find something that's biblical. It may be good sense and I'm thankful for the good sense, but we want the word of God to give us the principles that are there. Uh, You know, there's some things that we can just see and they're they're there and they're evident. Uh, I've told you before about the family that we worked with for several, several months and you know, when you Went to pick them up, and they opened the front door. The goat come out, the pig come out, the dog come out, the chicken come out, and uh, it didn't look like that the dog, the pig, the chicken, or the people had had a bath in the last thirty days. And it didn't matter what the temperature was outside; you had all four windows in your car rolled down. You know, we just love fresh air in this family when you took them to church with you. Um. And it, it's it's amazing. There there was you know a, a divine message that come forth. The, the Lord talked about how that soda pop uh, was more expensive than soap. And uh, you know the preacher had this little thing. I love Donald. Oh. Most of you, that went right over your head. Again, the old things. Old things pass away. Now if, if if the soap is not in a pump bottle, you don't know how to use it. Right. <laughs> You see a bar of soap, you say, what's this? Somebody forget the wood blocks? So, may God give us the ability to be a good steward with what we have, to use it and to work for God. So, he's talking about the blessed servant, and he was talking about the rebellious servant, and he was using the, the examples here of all the rebellion and all the bad things the servant was doing, to let them know that you you see justice in the world. You, you know that there is consequences for the action. You know, you show up to work drunk, hey amen, you're, you're going to get sent home. Yep. Well, and probably permanently sent home. Uh, there is consequences for the actions in our world. And he was talking about those, those things that were the results of it. So as we look at the paths of life, we look at where God puts us, we make the determination where am I going to be when I get where I'm going with this path? Yeah, is this on. going to be something that is a path of blessings or a path of carnality come on. that is there? Because we're still fighting and we're still engaged in the war that goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. The carnal flesh that is there that we war and we struggle. With things that are selfish and things that are destructive, yep. uh, that will destroy this temple. We don't want to destroy the temple, we want to edify the temple, we want to build yeah. up the temple. Amen. That's right. That is within us. And so, the things that are investments in heaven, let's think about that for just a moment tonight. The things that are the investments in heaven, the, the things that will. Put our treasures in the eternal. Amen. Jesus talked about, don't, don't invest your treasures on this earth for rust and moth and all that. And, uh, you know, we yeah. find mildew now and this sweating will corrupt it. I mean, I don't, it's amazing, you know. Talked to several people this week. It uh, didn't matter whether they were living in big fancy houses with new carpet in their house or they were living in an old shack. They had water flooded in, and their house smelled like an elephant pen. One of them told me. Um, So, let's talk about some eternal things. Every prayer that we pray is building a memorial before God, right? Yes, sir. Cornelius, his prayers became such a large memorial before God that God shook Peter's world, right? It took something to shake Peter's world. Let's think about it. Peter yes. went through some things, didn't he? Yes, yep. sir, oh, yes, sir. yes sir. Amen. He, he was the one that had the cock-a-crew on him wow. yes. because he denied Jesus Christ. Yep. Uh, you know, he, he was the one that uh, was out there in the boat and Jesus said, hey, come on, let's see if you can float. Uh, had him walk on the water. But Cornelius' prayer caused God to even shock Peter. And he had that vision and that sheet come down with all those unclean animals in it. And the voice of the Lord said, Arise, slay and eat. Peter said, No, 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 no. I've never ate anything that's unclean. You know what that tells me? There's some things we've never done that if we want to step into the next dimension spiritually, God is going to help us to do them. That's right, amen. Amen. Right. Hey, and it's great stuff. Just because you ain't done it before don't mean it's not good. Amen. That's right. Have you ever done something that you've never done before? And after you did it, you say, Man, what took me so long? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. So there there is that dimension of prayer that is built up before God. It's an eternal thing that is there. We we take the word of God and, and King Davis gave us the insight. He said, "Lord, I will hide Thy word in my heart, Amen. Right? That I will not sin against You. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Yep. Yes, if you have a besetting sin, you have something you're struggling with. Yeah. You need to read the Bible more. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Because the word we get enough word in it, it's going to kill the sin. Yeah. It's like if you get enough." Of the and pesticide, insecticide on the planet, it's going to kill the bugs. Right. 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 So the word of God is powerful. It's it's an eternal investment. Amen. Uh, that knowledge, that understanding, and as I've told you, and we've talked about it before, the word of God is like an onion and has many, many, many different layers in it. Yep. Just because you peel back the first layer, just because you read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation don't mean you suddenly know everything the Word of God has to right. know. Amen. Right, right. So, let us realize how important the Word of God is. And there's many different ways that we can s- consume the Bible. Man, my schedule just runs me ragged, I'm blah, 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 blah. Hey, there's all kinds of audio Bibles out there. And there's a lot of you that when you go to bed at night you don't instantly fall asleep. Amen. So if nothing else, get the audio Bible, stick an earphone in your ear and start it playing. Maybe that'll solve your insomnia. Maybe you'll fall asleep immediately. I don't know. But at least you're going to get some Word of God right into your heart. So that's, that's, that's one way. It don't work for everybody. We, we don't all take the Word of God in the same way. It's not always effective. Uh, I've got uh, a picture Bible, an action Bible, and I, at certain times in my life, I've sat down and read these illustrated Bible or comic Bibles, whatever kind of terminology you like, uh, read them through. Uh, they got, you know, lots of graphic pictures and bring images into your mind, but you're getting a lot of, they're quoting a lot of Scripture within those. You're getting the Word of God in your heart. Uh, So that, there's something that you can look at and, and... And do it, but regardless of our age, there's word of God that can be brought into our heart. Uh, There's great and wonderful songs that uh, are based on the word of God. We can play for our children; they can have uh, the word of God. uh, Different types of uh, stories, illustrations, bringing the word of God. Get the word of God in our house. We don't need the world's entertainment. Saturating our lives Godly influences In our hearts and our souls And in our families There's something else That just hit me right now I don't know who this is for But a, a godly home Needs order and structure In it And it's important For the stability of children To have what I call The dinner table experience With their family. Yes, sir. Preach it. I saw a statistic, you know, this week or last week. I believe it's 59% of the people in the United States of America eat their meals sitting in front of the television watching it. It's terrible. It is. So that's where we get the statistic that the average family has communication that is five minutes per day. And that includes what show do you want to watch? Mm -hmm. And please Uh, put some salsa on my burrito. Come on. Yes sir. sir. This family time experience where your family gathers around a dinner table and you eat together, a time of communication where you talk, there's not Mm -hmm. other things that are interfering. It brings bonding, family bonding, right, Uh, that you, hey, we belong together, we discuss things together, we, how did your day go, what did you do today, Fred, what did you do today, Susie, Uh, you know, what's happening next week in your life, blah, 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 etc. The bonding time that is there. Uh, is a great thing. So that's free. That just came to the Holy Ghost right there. Uh, Don't don't allow the family structure to be destroyed. So we're looking at eternal investments. We're we're looking at things that will bring us into the eternity. Uh, Reaching out and sharing our faith is is an eternal investment. Right? Because when when it boils down to it, you're either a missionary or you need a missionary. Amen. Because everybody is either going to be pushing out, giving out, or they're going to be taking in and receiving. You're going to be influencing or you're going to be influenced. So may God give us wisdom and ability to be a positive influence in our environment. You know, things in our society change... Over time and over period, I was working on a computer today in a library, and uh, they had a book there sitting there, and it said uh, the Encyclopedia of Humor. I said, you know, I like funny stories, and I picked this book up. It looked kind of old, and I turned over and I said, I wonder what the copyright date is on this. And I turned over there and looked at the copyright date, and this book was was printed in 1952. And my final, one of my final conclusions was, is I don't see anything in this book that's funny. <laughs> They're just stories about what was happening in life, right there. Uh, I just didn't see much humor in, in them. But the one of the things that did stand out to me, this book was written in 1952, was that they were quoting a lot of stories, I think, from magazines. And the light was the profanity that was in these stories. Mm-hmm. The vulgar words that were used mm-hmm. in 1952. Oh, wow. And I'm scratching my head and saying, Man, I'm sure that I'm not reading any humor from 2015. Wow. Man, I, That's a I mean, what do they have? Nothing but Bogota, it probably, and Louis. But this. Our world around us that is there, uh, with all of these things, we need God's goodness in our life, and we need to be reaching out to them. Yes, we're not going to connect on every place and every time, uh, and there's different levels and different layers of relationships, and we minister into their needs. Mm -hmm. When you think about ministering to the needs, think about an emergency room in a hospital. When you go to the hospital, they don't have just one treatment. You walk in the door, all righty, glad you're here. Sorry you're sick. We've got to put a cast on your left foot. I don't need a cast on my left foot. I cut my right finger off. Sorry about that. We put cast on the left foot. It's the best healing medicine there is. Come over here. Let's get this cast slipped on your left foot. No, I need somebody to sew my finger back together. Oh, that's no problem. You need a cast on your left butt. Yeah, screw that. When you When you reaching out to people, there's going to be people that you come in contact with, and when you tell them I believe in one God, their eyes are going to glaze over because they don't know who God is even. Or they're in a place where they think, well, one God, everybody says there's one God, so okay, that's cool. (laughs) What they're worried about right now is the fact that X, Y, Z, whatever it may be, whatever the God moment is put into their world, they're worried about their their marriage is falling apart, their mate's fixing to leave them, they're worried about the fact that they are addicted to painkillers, they're they're worried about the fact that uh, they're... They don't got any gas money to get to put gas in the car to go to work. They're Amen. they're worried about uh, their grandma. She she's on her deathbed. Uh, they're worried about all these other things. Yep. And you got to start ministering yes, minister. into their world yep. and into their level. Yep, yep. God cares about your problem. Amen. Yes, sir. And Amen. once you get God working there, then He continues. To do the healing on them, Men. he's going to get to their ingrown toenail. <laughs> that's true. But if that's their true. finger's is not sewed up and they bleed to death, it don't matter whether they got an ingrown toenail or not. Yeah, that's true. Right. That right. toenail's not going to hurt them anymore. They're dead. Amen. Well, they bled to death. Mm-hmm. But man, this sure year got a nice toe job. <laughs> May God give us the wisdom as we reach out to be that wise and that good steward to people. And Jesus did say, I will make you fishers of men. Amen. Yeah. That's what he said. And I can remember the the humorous time that we were fishing out at Sportsman Lake and uh, Jeremiah uh, just threw his hook out into the water. And there were so many of the perch swinging around the. Uh, the Amen. dock there that uh, he actually caught some fish with just a bare hook out there in the water but that's not how you go fishing no. you put something on the fishing line that they like something that they're attracted to something that they need for survival Amen. and they also they did a lot of net fishing there you go to the place where, they're, where what you're looking for is at, and uh, you cast out and you draw in. Uh, so may God give us the wisdom to be a good fisherman of man, to be someone that's reaching out and providing the gospel and bringing hope to a lost world that is around us. One other thing I want to cover for just a moment in here And that is the paradox in verse 51. He says, Suppose ye that I am come to give peace on the earth. I tell you nay, but rather division. Mm -hmm. Y'all remember what a paradox is? paradox is where you have two different statements and they look like they're total opposite statements. They look like they oppose each other. But yet both of them are true. Right. seems like there's a promise over in the book of Isaiah about the Messiah being born, and he was called the Prince of what? Peace. The Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace did not come to bring peace? That looks like a paradox, doesn't it? That's because it is. is. Two opposing statements. There is something about a God that when he brings Peace, peace is brought by truth. Mm -hmm. Right. The truth, yep. Peace is brought by also dividing. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's what division is all about. You divide the good from the bad. Yes, sir. You get all the bad people and you get rid of them then you have peace. You divide the good from the bad. Yes, sir. But when it is in the process of division, it doesn't look like it's peace. It looks like something else may be going on. So God uh, is bringing peace into our world, but he he does want us to have that, that black and white. He does want us to have those lines that we can see. This is how that I deal with the situation. This is how that we will uh, have victory is by having the truth that brings absolutes in our world. And we know there's some absolutes. We know know there's some things that are there. And uh, uh, may God give us strength as we work. There's some absolutes. There, there is no other way to be baptized except in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. Right? And if you're not baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are not forgiven. Yes, sir. Amen. That's right. Amen. Right? Amen. Well, we know that. We know that there is only one God beyond the shadow of doubt. Here, O Israel, the Lord, our God is one Lord. There is no doubt about that. There's dozens and dozens and dozens and hundreds of... Truth that back that one God up. Amen. God wants us to have those absolutes in our life—that black and white, that truth—that is there. Amen. let's stand together tonight. And there is a truth that I want you to know—that is that God loves you tonight, and God cares for Amen. you tonight. Yes, sir. Amen. Every hair on your head is numbered. Yes. Amen. We probably all lost a few tonight. This week. And God didn't strain a bit when he recalculated. Those GPSs drive you crazy sometimes. Man. Going down the road and you don't go way they say, and it's like recalculating, recalculating, U-turn, U-turn. truth. God don't have to have any U-turn, recalculation. He knows what's going on. He cares about you. All of us tonight are facing issues in our life. Yes, sir. Amen. Some of us have water flying into our bedroom. Our carpet smell like the elephants have been through it. I don't know what all your problems may be. You may be facing employment issues in your life. You may be facing family issues. You may be facing issues where you're worried about the future you may have people that you love and you're, you're worried about them you may have friends tonight that are making bad decisions but there is a God that loves you and cares about you and he wants amen. to make you a faithful and a wise steward amen. of his blessings yes, amen. could we just come up to the front amen as she plays and on the right ladies to the left let's just reach out to God for a moment bring our hearts to him say God Lord, you see me tonight, oh God. You see my problems. God, you see the issues in my life, oh God. I need your wisdom, Lord, to handle this. God, I need your guidance, oh God. I know what to, and what to do. God, I want your blessings in my life, oh God. You are an awesome God. I need you tonight, oh God. I need you tonight. Oh, yes, Lord. I need you, God. I need you, Lord. Jesus, I